Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Static Shock Podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 124, A League of Their Own Part 2, and Showtime. Hi, pals. We got some, well, I was going to say exciting, but we got some more static. We got some for episodes you. for you. Yeah. Do I'm you Al. like episodes? I'm Maggie. And, uh, yeah, I, well, I thought I liked episodes. Hmm. I didn't hate these. No, I didn't they hate were, either of them. They were both adequate. They, but, these, they were fine. But uh, one of one of my late notes in the second episode was like, man, remember how great Static in Africa was? I really thought the show had turned a corner. Mm-hmm. And now the, it just it feels more like a kid's show to me than ever. Yeah, gee, I wonder what new addition to the show could have made that happen. It's honestly, honestly, between these two episodes, it was not that this time. Mm. That's certainly a factor, but mm-hmm. that, that wasn't the main thing. It just they both felt like they were written less intelligently than some others were. <laughs> this episode was written in haste. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite uh, sort of obscure uh, uh, comedy novelists, uh, Mark Lehner, which I'm sure no one's heard of, mm-hmm. uh, has a bit about how uh, he likes to write characters when he has to urinate very badly. And then, <laughs> so like, if they're going for their bachelor's degree, now suddenly they're going through an accelerated PhD program. <laughs> I gotta remember that for uh, next script I work on. Yeah, exactly. Uh all right, well, I suppose let's kick things off with the second part of the Justice League two-parter, mm-hmm. A League of Their Own Part 2. Yep. Here we go. Picking up where our last thrilling installment left off, our story begins at Richie's house. There, the young Foley unit navigates an optimal path from his sleeping chamber to the clothing storage facility where he wraps himself in the native garments of this culture. Then he does the popular dance known as the robot, <laughs> says beep boop very loudly, and asks his maternal authority figure where he might acquire some sustenance. Well, everything seems fine here, says his mom, as she resumes patiently explaining to her husband that the gas probably wasn't turned off by shifty Lithuanians. <laughs> Virgil also notices nothing especially different about Richie, apart from the fact that he stopped showering. Man, I know a lot more about how various DCAU characters smell than I ever imagined I would. <laughs> Meanwhile, all along the Watchtower, <laughs> five-sevenths of the Justice League are standing around scratching their heads over the empty case labeled Brainiac Do Not Open, with the recently smashed glass, the security footage of Brainiac shoving himself into the backpack named Backpack, ugh, and the 16,000 threatening voicemails they received last night from Richie suggesting that they should send one dollar to Happy Dude, 742 Evergreen Terrace. You think something's going on? asks Flash, a character who might actually edge out Dana Tan as the stupidest one who ever lived. Maybe, says Batman, a character who should definitely fucking know better. Clearly the gas has not been turned off at the watchtower, but it is leaking. It must be. There is no other explanation for all of this. So Batman sends Flash down to Earth to run around and flirt with high school girls, gross, and approach Richie on his dorky little scooter to ask if he's really Brainiac. But first, the Flash, a character whose only redeeming trait is that he can run very fast, asks Richie to slow his dorky little little scooter down so they can talk. That's really a thing that happens. Then Flash is captured by one of those little spider tentacle robots. But it's probably fine. Later, the J-League, don't call it that, approach Static where Richie, uh, and to ask where Richie and Flash are. Which is a question that nobody in their right mind in the entire history of the multiverse should be asking. (laughs) Virgil calls Richie up on his Static phone. The Justice L are not impressed. And Richie says, I'm too busy to come to Batman. Make him come to me. 
which is a thing that nobody in their right mind in the entire history of the multiverse should be able to say. Richie asked them to meet him down at the old steel mill, which I can only assume is the precursor to Star Trek's medical lab. There he meets his friend and a bunch of superheroes with two-thirds of a robot face and a glowing three-point Brainiac logo triangle on the back of his neck, and everyone wonders if there might be something going on with him. Then he reveals he's been taken over by Brainiac. At the eight-minute mark of this 21-minute episode, Brainiac, you'll recall, has tr pulled this trick before, having taken residence inside the heads of billionaire genius Bruce Wayne and amoral billionaire genius Lex Luthor. And now he lives inside Richie. <laughs> you know, the phrase diminishing returns gets thrown around a lot these days. <laughs> then Brainiac takes over the rest of the Justice League, but he forgets that Static has the power to do things with electricity, and the mind-controlled doohickey doesn't work on him. So now the scrappy teen hero has to fight the actual Justice League, a group that he's looked up to his entire life. And if you think this sounds exactly like the big Justice League episode of Batman Beyond, you are 100% correct. If you think this lowered my already extremely low tolerance for action sequences, right again! You are now officially smarter than anyone in this episode, which features both Batman and Brainiac. Static frees the, um... Shit, there's only two words in Justice League, so I can't do a funny third thing with an initial here. The Justice One-Eag, where the number one stands for the L, like in the word 1337, you know, leet. The Justice Leet. Nailed it! Brainiac has now begun the slow digitization of Earth, zapping entire buildings and turning them into software? <laughs> He's even digitizing garbage, says someone who might also be describing me ripping my entire CD collection <laughs> around this time. We know we want, you know, we know you want to rescue your friends, say the grown-up heroes to Static, but you should stay here and do nothing. And then they leave, certain that Virgil will respect their wishes and just sit quietly while they fight Brainiac. Now it's time for the big, boring third-act fight sequences, which commences with Brainiac saying, You are in my house now. It is much like the house of the rapper Joseph Simmons, better known to you as DJ Run. Okay, that was a bit of a long walk, but I can only make so many jokes about how incredibly stupid everyone is being in this episode. Meanwhile, Virgil remembers to get the remote control for his TiVo, which somehow stops Brainiac. For good this time. Yes, we'll definitely never be seeing Brainiac around this world ever again. Now, let me just take a giant sip of water while I click on the Brainiac entry in the DCAU wiki. Oh, no. <sighs> yeah. I had high hopes for this episode. Uh, I mean, like, this is all we talked about last last week. Like, yeah, it sucked. We really hope the second part's better. It was marginally better well, grading let me, on a scale. Let me, let me go into my good thing. Mm -hmm. Richie, the fact that Richie's taken over by Brainiac before the episode starts uh -huh. and stays that way the entire time meant he, he, the character Richie, was effectively sidelined for the episode, which means there's no annoying Richie jokes. There's yep. no him overshadowing Static like in part one. Like, you hoped this would, like, uh, lead to Virgil uh, getting a chance to shine on his own, and mm -hmm. he did. Yeah. So that was good. Mm -hmm. that, but, whole, um, that whole fight with the Justice League also could have been a lot better. It was over so quickly. I mean, like, he whoops Flash's ass, and then he fights Batman. I'm like, this is not the escalation here. Like, you end with the Batman fight. And you at least allow Batman to put up a fight. Like, yeah. the first thing Static tries works. Like, mm -hmm. Batman, the smartest man on the planet, with the power, like, the, the well, that, I mean, that's really my bad thing. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, with the knowledge of Brainiac, like the most comprehensive database of knowledge in the universe, mm -hmm. should be the smartest thing there is. Yep. And he's still static, just like trips him with a fucking Home Alone tripwire or something. <laughs> Come on, man. But 
obviously I hit this pretty hard in my summary, but mm-hmm. this all just relies on very smart people being stupid, and I hate it. Someone left a computer chip under a box on a stick. I will investigate. Mmm, Brainiac feed. Mm-hmm. Well, I am hungry. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it was full of magnets. Mm-hmm. Now Static can capture me with his giant Acme magnet. But seriously, he has taken over Lex and Bruce. Mm-hmm. He knows... He... Oh, just... He knows how Earth works. Uh-huh. He knows... Oh, God. Well, and I mean, like, this gets into my bad thing, which is, mm-hmm. like, Richie's an annoying asshole that never shuts up. The end. Mm-hmm. No, wait, sorry, I had more. Um... <laughs> He's also like Virgil's best friend. The idea that he's p- been possessed by Brainiac for several days and is walking around, like you said, like a robot going, beep, boop, I am not a robot. Why is well, everyone the, looking at me like that? He's got the glowing port on the back of his neck. Which is not subtle. Yeah. That's like if I showed up at your house with an arc reactor on the back of my neck, it was just like, what arc reactor? I don't know what you're talking about. Stop looking at me. Mm-hmm. I'd probably call it something else, because I, I know what that is when you say the name, mm-hmm. but I, it would definitely not occur to me to call it. That. I needed a glowing neck thing real quick. If you've got a better one, I'm open to suggestions. You got an Iron Man neck there, Maggie? <laughs> no, I is don't want a, to talk about it. Is this like a style thing? I know you're I know you're exploring a lot of different style options now, and that's cool, but uh, I think you might be a robot now. It's supposed to make my boobs bigger. Oh, well, oh. then. All right, then. <laughs> Fucking more power to you. I mean, Richie didn't even give any superficial explanation like that. It's like, no, I am fine. Oh, all right. They get to uh, the gas station of Solitude, uh, him and Flash, and only mm-hmm. at that point does he even think to put his hood up to cover the uh, the yeah. Brainiac logo. And also, the Flash has been following him, and I assume just staring directly at his neck. I assume. I assume because Flash moves so fast, he must get bored very easily and just looks at everything. Well, I mean, I assume that's why he's constantly flirting with teenage girls. Yeah. <sighs> The no- I think- the, my note in this episode is, God, Flash is annoying. Al was right. Uh-huh. And uh, my response to you is there are no sweeter words in the English language. <laughs> like, because uh, this mostly has happened in the uh, bonus episodes so far. Yeah. Because Flash popped up a lot in those uh, direct-to-video movies we covered. Yeah, that's where all our Flash discussion ends up, which is yeah. well worth your dollar a month, my friends. Oh, I, absolutely. Patreon.com slash Algar. Nice job. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I like because you really like the Flash because you know I him do from really comics. like the Flash. I mostly know him from this, and I'm sorry to hear that. Because I think you see now you've gotten a taste of. Oh yeah, yeah, he's not very good. Yeah, I don't want to taste this Flash. <laughs> well, uh, guess what? Mm. You you better get your like cartoon knife and fork with your like the napkin tucked into your collar. Mm-hmm. Like you better get ready because all of next year is basically that. Oh boy. Yep. I mean, it's a great show. Like, just oh, yeah, like NJLU I know. are fantastic. And in JLU, he's much better. Mm-hmm. I think that's why you don't remember him being so bad. Exactly. The JLU ones where they expand the team, he's nowhere near as bad. But in the, in the original run of Justice League, he's the only one. He's the mm-hmm. Dick Grayson. He's the fucking... Um, did, uh, did Terry have a character like that? I feel like um, he did. Like I don't a think... wisecracking comic relief character? I, I can't mean, remember. yeah, but it, like... All of his wisecracking comic relief characters were also cool, or I hated them for other reasons. Mm, okay. But, like, his Richie. Uh, th- yeah. That shows Richie, basically. He's mm-hmm. Flash. He's so terrible. Ugh. And also, he's always hitting on Hawkgirl and Wonder mm-hmm. Woman, which want no part of it, but mm-hmm. uh, it's just terrible. Ugh. Gross. Yeah. But we didn't get a ton of that here, at least. No. So, that's something. Well, that's the thing, like, when you're... When you have, like, 
even just five Justice League guys running around, and it's like, you know, anytime Flash is on screen, and he's on screen more than most of the other characters, you're just like... Yeah, because he's the first one they send after after uh, Richie. It's so. like, oh, we could be hanging out with Hot Girl or Green Lantern, you know? Yeah. Or, in this part, they could bring in the two we didn't see, like uh, Superman and Wonder Woman. That would be. also be great, you know? Yeah. but I would no. love to see Static and Superman, you know? Yeah. That would be outstanding. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is, I think, as good a place as any to play my quote, which is uh, Flash being an extra idiot and Batman telling him he's an idiot. Mm. What about that kid who had a computer on his back? Gear? We'd better check him out. Flash? Way ahead of you. I'll run him down. <laughs> um, how do I find him? I don't know what he looks like under his mask. This might help. While they were here, our security cameras caught them having lunch. He's the one on the left. That that made me laugh. Mm -hmm. That said, Batman really should have that kid. Like, he should know who Gear is, which mm -hmm. he definitely does. He should know where he lives, where he goes to school. Mm -hmm. He shouldn't have to send Flash down to go look for him. <laughs> Here's a picture. Show this picture around like it's a noir movie and you're finding, you know, someone's lost daughter or whatever. Mm -hmm. Have you seen this boy? Yeah. It's just... It, Everyone's just so dumb. I do love um, Flash uh, sees some blonde kid. He's like, is 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 that gear? And it is uh, one of the ugliest children I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh, just. Uh, hey, kid, do you know who? Ri do you know Richie? Eh. Oh, <laughs> I don't oh. even remember that kid. But now I feel very bad for him. Oh, sorry about your face, weasel boy. <laughs> is it Arch Hall Jr.? Yes, it is. Oh. Also, isn't there a Weasel Boy? Um, or no, he's Ferret. That's Ferret. ferret. No, see, this yeah. is the mistake I made. I thought his yeah. name was Weasel too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so his... what, what's, what's your good thing? Uh, yeah, man, I love Brainiac's big flying skull ship. Yeah? And um, I like his uh, making Richie have a robot face. Well, like I said, it was two-thirds of a robot mm -hmm. face. It was like, it was like um, robotic bookends. Yep. I always like a guy getting infected by computers and then his face is all robot -y, you know? Yeah. No, I'm a sucker for that as well. You know, I like me some robots mm -hmm. and some half-robot people. I'm good I'm good for that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I liked his big mitten robots. Just uh, a couple of big robots with big mitten hands. Oh, yeah, those are new, I think. I think they are, yeah. Yeah. I also don't know that they were supposed to have mitten hands. I think I... the animators didn't draw the detail they were supposed to but maybe i'm wrong i mean look i've seen a lot of clamp hands and clamp hands are good but yeah. you know if you want some variety mitten hands are the way to go give them the mittens that just mm -hmm. doesn't have the same ring. It's, it's it's it doesn't also more brainiac logos because i guess this guy's real on brand well i mean look i have linked three glowing light bulbs together this mm -hmm. has been a brainiac production yeah but carefully you don't arrange them in such a way that it looks like you know, a head and two mouse ears, or uh, you'll mm -hmm. get sued. I don't care how powerful you are. Oh, no. Mickey Mouse is here. Wait a minute. Brainiac's whole thing is that he wants to own all the information and no <gasps> one else can. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Brainiac's going to buy the Marvel Universe. Yeah. He'll do a pretty good job with it, I think. I mean, honestly, yeah. Yeah. Star Wars, too. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh... Putting out real shitty Simpsons cartoons. Yeah, well. That show was that, that's not Disney's fault. No, I listen, I'm not even referring to like the Simpsons episodes. I'm referring to the 5-minute shorts that show up on Disney Plus and are uniformly terrible. I I have no doubt of this, but also if they had bought the Simpsons in say 1997, mm -hmm. 
maybe they'd be good. It's uh-huh. just they came in when the show was already not great. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, What else? Sorry, I was getting mad about The Simpsons, which I know eh. do occasionally. I mean, I, I don't know. There's so many current things to get mad about, and I've got disappointed in that show 20 years ago. So. That, is, that is true. It's a very old thing to be disappointed about. The movie gave me some hope again, but again, that was like 2007. That's been quite some time now. God, that movie's old. We're old. What happened? 15, 15 years ago, which was already 15 years after uh-huh. it had uh, stopped being good. Uh-huh. Now, maybe like 10, but still. I think I'm going to go um, stare into the ocean for a while. <laughs> just remember, every time you feel old, I'm nine years older than you. Yeah, that does give me hope. Like, I'm almost another generation. I know. Not quite, but I think you're on the the outer cusp of the millennials, and I'm on the mm-hmm. other outer cusp of Gen X, so we're technically, like, uh, different generations, but, like, you know. Yeah. I I'm sorry you don't have a podcast friend in his 60s who you can uh, look at and go, at least I'm not that guy. Oh, that's true. I mean, I, I do have my friend, Famous Mark, who's in his 50s. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Uh, what else about this episode? Um... Oh, yeah. Let's see. Let me just check my notes here for I, most of my like I wrote a longer than usual summary and I kind of worked in most of the stuff. I yeah, had to say, no, so I, it's good work. Well, I wasn't fishing for that, but thank you. I, <laughs> no, it was. It was a good one. Um, There was a bit where Green Lantern was like, we have to weigh the um the life of one teenager against the whole Earth. And basically, he's just like saying, look, kid, we're going to have to kill Richie. Mm-hmm. You knew this day was coming. He sucks. <laughs> I'm also I'm, just like it's the Justice League. You don't kill anybody. Like, well, John the, John Stewart was a Marine, I believe, mm-hmm. and sometimes like I think he's sort of well, Hawk Girl's the Wharf. That's true, but he's also the Wharf. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's willing to kill every now and then. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I'm not gonna have a good time with it. Hawk Girl's like, I will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, but I've been wanting that... to smash that guy's skull in since I met him. With what? With your with your weapon? With your one thing? Mm-hmm. With the only thing you have? I love it. I mm-hmm. love everything about her. But all she does is smash things with her mace. That is her only thing, and I what, love it. Uh, what was the noise again, Al? Uh, again, shield your ears. Ha! <laughs> Every time. Oh, we're going to have fun with that in a couple of months. I love her. Mm-hmm. But, but every problem to her is a... What are you actually supposed to hit with a mace? <laughs> I think because it's like a, it's like an old medieval weapon. I think peasants. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, well, like like peasants who want rights. Yeah. Well, so nothing's changed. No, exactly. Also, I don't want to spoil the big twist with her, but uh, if you're wondering why a superhero acts like this, they do they do explain that eventually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It all it all tracks. Isn't that the pilot? No, 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 no. All right. It's one of the season finales or season premieres. Like mm. it's. It's a big three-part event. No, the the pilot is uh, Martian Manhunter. That's right. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Well, it won't be much longer. We no. got to get through this and mm-hmm. Zeta and a handful of other miscellany, and then mm-hmm. we'll get there. Oh boy, Zeta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then we also get to do Gotham Girls and Lobo. Mm. Well, one of those sounds exciting. Mm-hmm. It's not Lobo. Sheriff, Sheriff Lobo. Mm-hmm. Also, you don't mind this version of Lobo. I don't mind this version of Lobo, but I just the word Lobo it just sticks I in my know. craw, you know. Also, there's a uh, it's it's a micro series. It's mm-hmm. a it's a web series 
Uh, also, flash animation from like 2003, so that'll be fun to watch. Oh boy, I'm but, like <laughs> really a looking star forward runner, to Lobo but, singing the, the Trogdor song. Yeah, but you're supposed to take it seriously. Uh huh. Um, but uh, but what I'm saying is, it's a micro series. We'll be done with that in one episode. Yeah, we're gonna cover all 20 or whatever. Like it's only an hour's worth of content. Yeah. So. Okay, what else? Ah, uh, let's see. It really did feel like the Batman Beyond episode with Starro. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. exactly like. Yeah, really... but also, I enjoyed that episode more. Yes, same. Like, ugh. Yeah. I, it, it sucks that this is so disappointing. I was really looking forward to this one. No, and this show just showed us a couple weeks ago how good it can be. Yeah. And this, this just felt like it was, like I said, everyone was dumbed down. It felt like it was written for kids. I really and, hope Static in Africa wasn't, like, the high point. Like, I mean, if it was, it's not a bad high point. No, but, but I like. Hope that's not the only good one we're going to get. Exactly. Like, I hope it's not just, like, you know. Yeah, all downhill from exactly, here. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Uh, I did like when they said, uh, you can't come along because it's your friend. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's Green Lantern that tells him that. And he goes, but. Batman, like Static's appealing to his friend Batman. Yeah, my good friend Batman. Tell, it's the, like, look tell them, tell them I'm cool. I'm good. I helped you with the thing. Mm-hmm. You helped me with a few things. You can't kill Reggie. We absolutely can. I'm looking forward to it. Not now, Hawk Girl. Mm-hmm. Charging up my mace. I just want to kill Richie so badly. Look, we all want to kill Richie for various reasons. I mean, he is uh, uh, possessed by Brainiac. Possessed mm-hmm. by who? Hmm. <laughs> oh, easy, huh? Well, that changes everything. Dad, you killed you killed uh, Brainiac Richie. Mm-hmm. Brainiac Richie. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, sh- yeah, I don't know. Oh, at the end, they strongly hinted that Virgil will be asked to join the Justice League someday. Mm-hmm. Yep. They. I, I took note of this. I'm sure you did, too. Mm-hmm. They did not say anything to Richie about that. They sure didn't. They said, Static, you will one day be in the Justice League. Goodbye. <laughs> Richie? Richie's standing right there in his in his gear costume. That's okay. Richie's never going to notice that they uh, that they uh, didn't invite him into the Justice League. He's just going to show up at the Hall of Justice one day. <sighs> hey, I'm here. Mm. I brought my backpack named Backpack. Just uh, Just don't answer the door. Wait, okay, but it's a space station. He's going to run out of air. Eh. Yeah. Tell him to go around to the hole of justice. Mm-hmm. Snakefish! Mm-hmm. I brought you guys this pizza. Look, you gotta go. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, no. Want to tell us then about Showtime? Yeah, all right. I guess. <laughs> all right, so kicking the shit out of Puff and, um, uh... Uh, what's his face? Big, ugly, purple guy. Uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Virgil and Richie discover that Static is being featured on a weekly reality show called Heroes. I remember that show. It was really good, and then it got really terrible in the second season when the writer's strike hit. Spock was in it as a guy who named himself after a watch. Anyway, Static goes to talk to the producer, Bernie Rast, who, after beating his assistant about the head and neck with a bat, remember this character. He's the secret bad guy. <laughs> Tell Static that he can be really popular by having a TV show. I would debate really popular, but yeah, it's a pretty good show. Terrible theme song. Anyway, Static starts regularly appearing on the show alongside Richie, much to literally everybody's disappointment. They fight a mysterious guy named Starburst, who replicates all of Static's power and also keeps whipping Static's act. ass. He's feeding on the rays, yells Moltar. 
Mm. Virgil and Richie fight fight about being famous, and then Virgil realizes that Starburst is using Virgil's radio to steal his powers, um, using static electricity or something. It, do it doesn't matter. None of this matters. <laughs> Virgil and Richie become friends again. Starburst is unmasked on live TV, and Heroes is canceled to make room for a new reality program, The Osbournes. Yeah. Stars, no stars Norman Osborne, Harry Osborne, Norman's dead wife, and a green goblin mask that sits on a chair making dick jokes. I'm something of a reality TV star myself, it says, and then makes a dick joke. Very good. The Osbournes, the real Osbournes, mm -hmm. literally the only reality show I have ever watched and enjoyed. And I think that was it, the one that was, like, big around this time. Like, I know reality TV shows were, like, a big deal back then. Like, this, yeah, this, yeah. like the rise of, like, survival and all that crap. Yep. But, like, the Osbournes was the one I distinctly remember from whenever this show came out. Like, the early 2000s. Yeah. I liked it because it was clearly not real mm -hmm. it was clearly if not scripted at least heavily like they were heavily encouraged to do what people other people said mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they were characters and it was fun it almost felt like a christopher guest movie it wasn't that good yep. but you know it had that feel to it mm -hmm. but i don't care about what real people are doing ever i i have i bear like you know i i have enough trouble with my own life thanks very much i don't need yeah. to see somebody else's uh, I do not need to see the guy who uh, who did an amazing adaptation of Crazy Train. I forget if he wrote it or not. Uh, stepping in dog poop for the 18th time in the episode. There was a moment, and I'm sure I've quoted this before mm -hmm. because I I it will I will never forget it. Where his wife leaves him a note that says, "We're at the house in Malibu," and mm -hmm. it's just like the perfect comedy beat, and just sad old man voice comes out and says, "I don't know where my house in Malibu is." <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Also, they had a, a cameo appearance on the on the 2016 Ghostbusters movie, which I'd like to point out came out in 2016. Springtime Fresh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Springtime Fresh is kind of uh, kind of takes me to my bad thing about mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. There are so many hack jokes about showbiz phonies in this. Oh, yeah. This is well-worn territory for this show already, who which has done, what, 17 episodes about the record industry already? Yep. And I loved it at first. Mm hmm but, like, the guy wanted soy milk in his coffee, but the assistant got the wrong one. Also, that assistant wants him to read his screenplay. Mm -hmm. What hilarious, relatable situations that every show since 1996 should reference until the sun burns out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fuck. It's real bad. Why don't you do a joke about validating your parking? Just, I mean, ugh. they probably would, but they had to cut I know, it. but I'm just saying, like, these are jokes that, I don't know, L.A. people who work on television shows think everyone will relate to and they just don't well if there's one thing i know about la it's that it's very relatable to literally everybody else in the country there are things about it that might be but the showbiz part like the the asking someone for soy milk thing yeah they really think that that's something everyone has experienced at some point mm -hmm. i guess mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. really okay also you should get soy milk it's really great if you're lactose intolerant sure that's i have no like I don't think they were even ridiculing that. It was just, oh, this guy's so picky about what he wants mm -hmm. and he's yelling at his, like, his assistant deserves it. Am I right? Yeah. No. Quit treating actual human being employees like garbage. That's terrible. Mm. Uh, you had a chance to look at my screenplay yet? <sighs> Never mind. You yep. deserve to be treated like garbage. Yep. But we got a kind of a celebrity there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This is, uh, uh, this is Mal, Mal tells me that Starburst is Bud from Married with Children, mm -hmm. uh, and I have no reason to believe that she has lied to me. I mean, you two lie to each other all the time, and not in the you have fundamental problems in your marriage mm -hmm. way, and the you like to fuck with each other way. That, that is also true. 
but yeah, it's David Faustino is mm-hmm. his name, and uh, he's we we've heard him before actually. He was uh, in this show. He's been in Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. He'll also be popping up in the Zeta Project as a character called Scruffy. Mm-hmm. I hope he's just Scruffy. Mm-hmm. The janitor. Yep. Yeah. I've I mean, never seen you before. <laughs> never seen you before, neither. <laughs> Scruffy's but, uh, going out the way he lived. He, um, like, he's, I don't think he embarrassed himself, but I don't think he has a particularly noteworthy voice either. No, like, this could have been any, basically anybody, you know? Yeah. It was fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I'm sure we both immediately spotted that it was him from minute one. See, I, I realized that, but I also thought he was working for the studio. Like, yes, I, me I, too. I, I was, I just assumed that, like, that guy was, like, hiring supervillains for Static to fight. That's actually my good thing. Mm. I knew it was the assistant pretty much from the beginning, but I was certain it was because he was a fake villain that the TV guys cooked up. Yeah. The fact that they weren't, and it was the one time they actually managed to avoid being incredibly predictable, mm. yeah, that's my good thing. Yeah, no, I was absolutely expecting this to be like, uh, you said you'd read my screenplay if I dressed up as a supervillain. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, he's just mad. Yeah. I mean, then you get into a whole, like, wrestling is fake thing mm-hmm. and all that, and, I, you know, that's tired, too, but there's there's an angle on that. Yeah, yeah, there's something you can do with that. They, yeah, But this, you didn't. know, I don't. there were some things in here that could have been good. Yeah. Like, um, um hmm. no, I wrote, I wrote it down and now I, oh, static fighting someone with his exact powers. Oh, yeah. Like, it's one of those standard superhero things that mm-hmm. could be interesting just because they haven't done it before, but it was just another showbiz story. Yeah. Yeah. And I mentioned this in the summary, but there literally is a part where static keeps blasting him with energy and. The energy keeps coming back at him yep. exactly the same. And it's he's like, like come on. What's co- happening here? Come on, Virgil. You're smart. You can figure this shit out. Nah, I think I'm just going to zap him some more. I think the uh, lesson was supposed to be he needs Richie to figure things like that out. But uh-huh. this is not... You don't need the powers of a genius for that. Also, Virgil is a genius. You've fucking established yes. that since the first episode. He's a smart kid. He's a very smart kid. You don't... With, <sighs> with two years of superhero experience under his belt. So if nothing else, Mm -hmm. someone with his exact power set shouldn't be as good as he is because he's got two years of using the powers. Yeah. And he knows a bunch of weird little tricks that that guy probably hasn't thought of yet. Mm -hmm. But all he does is zap him. It's like, ugh. Yeah. No, he definitely knows. It's like whenever they decide that Superman's just going to punch a guy for 20 minutes. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's very annoying. And they've also done the Richie and uh, Virgil have an argument and... Uh, split up for a little while Mm -hmm. story and that's not a bad idea for a story given that his best friend is around all the time but they've never really done anything with it no it never lives up to like this could be really interesting what if richie's really mad at him richie Mm -hmm. knows how all his shit works he knows his secret identity like if he's actually mad he could fuck his life up yeah well we had that one episode a while back where like richie thought that he was like uh like a yeah, where static was bad. Yeah, 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 exactly. And he flipped on him in like a second too. Yeah, I hated that. Yeah, it was crap. But there is potential there because they're teens, and teens are volatile mm-hmm. and are moody, and things like that could happen. Yep. But they just never sell it. Yeah. And that's not even like because Richie sucks. Richie does suck. Let's be mm-hmm. clear. I but, just, look. Look. Yeah. If anyone was wondering, we're gonna underline that shit. Richie sucks. I just this these two episodes didn't. I, like, honestly didn't uh, underscore that as much as they have been lately, mm-hmm. so that's something. It's most, like, it's not that bad, it's just whenever I see him, I get mad. 
Yeah. And whenever I see him in that costume, I get really mad. So I yeah, spend a lot of time being mad. I was I was giving him the occasional credit when he was just Richie and yeah. he was making inventions. It's like, okay, he's annoying, but he's trying a little too hard because he's jealous of mm. static. But, ugh. Like, now he's just always around. Yep. Taking up valuable screen time where we could that we could be spending with Virgil, a character I, li- I really like. Yeah, me too. Or any of the other cats that I really like. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, mm-hmm. um, the uh, the producer, the reality producer, mm-hmm. was Kevin Michael Richardson, the guy who plays Static or Virgil's oh, dad. Yeah, he is so good mm-hmm. that I like I I I usually recognize that guy's voice because I've said this many times. He usually plays you know evil characters. Yeah. he's got a great deep voice and he usually plays monster guys or big hulking guys or mm-hmm. whatever. But this is another kind of regular guy, and it's so different from his regular guy voice for the dad that yeah. it's like. I didn't know who he was. No, I, it didn't occur to me at all until I saw the credits. Just, oh, shit. Yeah. And then to to emphasize this, the dad had a couple of lines mm-hmm. as they're watching the show on TV. And it's like, no, those are very different voices. Yep. I'm not remembering wrong. That's that's very different. Yeah. It was a good cast. Yeah. Said it I, before. Say it again. Yeah. Uh, what Let's else? See. What was your bad thing? Yeah, so um, this episode features a security guard transporting precious diamonds to the museum by subway, uh, (laughs) who then cracks the case open so he can look at them and go, wow, what amazing precious diamonds. They're still in here. The museum would have had better luck if they literally hired the Three Stooges to transport these diamonds. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. this is ridiculous. Like, this is not even the first time I've seen a crappy guy transporting shit in a uh, in a briefcase that's uh, attached to his hand. I think it happened to Batman Beyond. But, like, the dude is looking at the thing he's supposed to be keeping secret while another dude goes, you probably shouldn't look at those. We need to get them to the museum. That's mm-hmm. terrible. You should be fired now, out of a cannon. That's bad on two levels. Mm-hmm. That's bad in-universe. He's a bad security guard. That's also bad writing yeah. on a more meta level because what they're doing there is exposition. Mm-hmm. They're they're saying, you need to know these guys are carrying diamonds, mm-hmm. so let's just have the guy open the case. Yeah. It's sloppy. Yeah. If you show me a briefcase like attached to a guy's hand, like, look, mm-hmm. I'm going to want to know what's in it, but I'm going to assume that it's it's like something, you know? Something like, valuable. Exactly. Yeah. It's not just his homework or whatever. Yeah. Or... I, here's an easy one that's not necessarily springtime fresh, mm-hmm. but you have him get on a cell phone or a walkie-talkie or whatever and say, we are inbound with the diamonds. Yep. Done. Easy. Yep. Don't even have to draw diamonds then. Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. This is a Dwayne McDuffie episode. Uh, Is it? I think it is. I could be No, wrong. no, no. The other one. The other one. Is was. that? Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Never mind. Apologies, Dwayne McDuffie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no. They're, it's, it's very stupid. Yeah. Uh, just Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, there was a genuinely good bit with uh, the reality show guy trying to convince Static to cooperate with his reality show. Mm-hmm. Um, saying, but think about the street kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Takes him to the window just like, hey, see all them? Mm-hmm. Those are your fans. And then we cut down to the kids and they're like, how long do we have to hang around out here for? He's giving us 10 bucks an hour. Shut up. Yep. No, it's excellent. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. Uh, there's a there's a cute moment where uh, he's on the set for the first time and the the costume or makeup girl whatever she is is uh, you know working on him mm-hmm. before the show and um, 
And she goes, I like your mask. And he says, thanks, I made it myself. Mm-hmm. And what I like is it doesn't come off as arrogant, like he's like he's turning into a, you know, he's, he's getting full of himself. Yeah. What it comes off as is genuine pride and a little bit flirty. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, Virgil's flirting with a pretty girl who complimented a thing that he made. Yeah. Of course he's going to turn that into, hey, thanks, I yeah. made it. <laughs> like, he's, I don't know, I just really like that. That, that bit also gets followed up by uh, another guy working on the set who could not be more pissed off that he has to work with Static Shock. Well, yeah. Static Shock, which is the character's name. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Was that too complicated for you? No, <laughs> settle down. I'm just also, so mad that I got to be on this reality TV show. <laughs> So quit. I also got to give them credit. There was a dumb, a very dumb meta joke that I really liked, mm-hmm. which was um, uh, the producer up in the helicopter shooting everything. And he says, if I was cutting the show right now, this would be the perfect time for a commercial break. And then a commercial break. Yep. Happens. It's very good. That is excellent. Mm-hmm. I like that kind of stupid thing. It's, the episode opens to like, this is one of the rare ones with a cold open. Yeah. And like it ends with uh with uh, static going, Who'd want to make a TV show about me? And it rolls into the into the opening credits. Yep. Which there's also a bit where Richie says uh static, there's a TV show about you or something like that. And like they definitely use that mm-hmm. in uh every promo on Kids WB or whatever the show oh, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Static, you're on TV. That's what it is. <laughs> yes, that's right. He's on TV every Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they um when they go to the theme song, um Mal goes, is that Static's actual theme song, or is it, like, the theme song for his TV show? And I go, no, it's the real one. And she goes, it's terrible. You really don't like that song, huh? No, but at least I have backup here. Mm. Well, next week we have a guest on who is going to take issue with that. Oh, boy. She not only loves that song, she walks around my house singing that song. Oh, I am neutral. I think it's fine. I Mm -hmm. think it's adequate, but I do not have strong feelings the way you do. I just, there have been three static theme songs and each has been worse than the last one. Really? So this is your least favorite of the of the bunch so far? So far, I guess we'll see what season four brings. Yeah, I, I assume season four will have a new one. Uh, they do, they have been doing really clumsy references to Lil Romeo, yeah. who is the uh, person who, who does the song. Like, I feel like whatever writer is writing in a real pop culture reference and they're mm-hmm. like, why don't we, why don't we change it to product placement? Yep. Ugh. I do like um, that's from the the first episode. It's uh, Jean's rooting around in uh, Richie's brain mm-hmm. uh, to try and I assume pick out all of the brainiac in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Virgil goes, "See if you can find my if you can find where he put my little Romeo CD." And mm-hmm. Jean goes, "He gave it back to you." Mm-hmm. No, that was a cute moment, mm-hmm. and it was a cute like two teens. Like, because Richie goes, see, I told you. <laughs> and that was actually, you're like, not bad. Yeah. Not a bad little, when he's just a t- another teenager, it's fine. That's the thing. Like, you can make that character not annoying, but they choose, uh-huh. each day they get up and choose to make him annoying instead. Well, it's because all of these, or most of these shows, think they need the wisecracking comedy yeah. relief character. It's the same reason Flash is like mm-hmm. that. I, and, th- maybe it just like really appeals to kids. Like I haven't been a kid for so long that I don't remember. You admitted on this very show not mm. very long ago that you liked those kind of yeah. characters when you were a child. I that's why Venkman was my favorite on Ghostbusters. Yeah, but he was sarcastic. He mm-hmm. wasn't. That's the thing. Like, there's a difference between muttering some deadpan stuff under your under your breath mm-hmm. and out loud saying crazy catchphrases all day. Yeah. Like, it's different kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I, I keep going back to him doing the Elvis impression, and it, every time I think about it, it just makes me more and more angry. Yeah, it's not it's not good. No. 
to the point where that joke is actively ruining my life. Mm. I think uh, this is me saying this, so it really means something. I think you might be overthinking this one there, bud. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, no point in thinking about that right now. <laughs> There's a bit at the end where they pull off uh, Starburst's mask, and it was just full-on Scooby-Doo bullshit. Yeah, of course. Oh, come on. Would have got away with it if it weren't for this meddling superhero and his idiot friend. Mm-hmm. And his talking dog. Hey! Come on, Richie. Would you do it for two Scooby Snacks? Okay. Uh, they also do a very that very stale joke of uh, Sharon saying, this show is stupid. Mm-hmm. And the dad goes, but you're watching it. She goes, of course I am. And that's just every human since the beginning of reality TV. Yep, yep, yep. You could just not watch it, you know. Yeah, there's other stuff to do. Yeah, there's even other shows on if you must watch something. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, look, I get it. Back then, like, you had to watch something. Mm, I don't agree with that. I didn't have any money. I had, like, I couldn't just go get a new video game. Okay, but you could play the old video games. That's, yeah, that's some of them. You could read a comic book. You could read a book book. Again, mm-hmm. I was very poor back then. Okay. There were libraries. I assume Canada has libraries. They do have libraries. They probably have better libraries than we have in America, I would guess. Uh, not, my, not this one. Okay. Uh, what else? Uh, let's see. Okay, so my uh, my good thing. Yes. Um, to bit at the this is genuinely funny. It would have been, this would have been my quote, but it was super visual. Okay. Um, is uh, Starburst gets unmasked, and mm-hmm. uh, he's going into his long rant about why he did this and everything. And he's like, you never listened to me, and you abused me, and you n- you never paid any attention to me whatsoever. And in the middle of that, R- Rast answers a phone call and just walks away from him. Yep. It is extremely funny to me. Yeah, and, and on paper, that's not a very good joke. But just the way, like, I've, I've mentioned this before, the way the timing works out. Oh, it's, it's, it's just, yeah. It's just an expertly staged joke that makes it funny. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's an old joke, but, like, they nail yeah. it. Yeah. It's and it's often because of Phil Lamar. In this case, it wasn't. No, but it's usually because he sells it. Mm-hmm. In this case, it was whatever other voice actors. But you know, mm-hmm. it was, no, you're right. It was funny. Um. Oh, and speaking of my quote, here's my quote. Yes. I can't believe I gotta do all this stupid stuff myself. That's a quote. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely gonna before I edit this. I'm gonna have to ask you to clarify what you mean by that guy muttering. Okay, so this. <clears throat> The scene, op- like, Richie, uh, Static and Richie are, like, doing something. But, like, first mm-hmm. we had, like, a shot of, like, a janitor, like, I can't believe I have to clean up after these guys. Oh, or whatever. okay. All right. And, like, I assumed that guy was going to be important because otherwise why would they give him dialogue? But yeah. he just, like, he just mutters his way through the scene and then he's gone. I see. I saw that in the document before I watched the episode. And as I was watching, I was looking for a muttering guy. And I think I decided he must sound like Popeye. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's sort of the apex of muttering mm-hmm. there. Like, I had um, a real quote, and then this guy just muttered by him like, there's no way it's not that anymore. <laughs> you had a real quote, and then this guy muttered his way into your heart. <laughs> that's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. I mean, you, you know how that goes. Sometimes the guy starts muttering, and you're like, well, this is my new thing. Our, like, we've been reviewing various television shows together for mm-hmm. many, many years, and if there's one thing you can take away is we will seize upon something that is in no way meant to be like remembered mm-hmm. at all. Yep. Not in an annoying nerd wiki way, just in a, okay, that's the greatest character I've, I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. 
the star of Star Trek The Next Generation is Groppler Zorn. I was just thinking of Groppler Zorn. Mm -hmm. But there are so many others. Mm -hmm. Which is, we just, you know, I mean, as recently as Chompus. Yep. <laughs> which would be an excellent title for a novel, I think. As recently as Chompus. <laughs> Maybe like the first line of a novel. Uh, that's the uh, that's the autobiography of the guy who played Chompus, who's like... I don't even think he had any lines. Well, it's like back when I was playing Chompus. Mm-hmm. I was really worried when I got turned into like a half dog guy, but then I got hired by this TV show, so. <laughs> Wait, so everyone on this cartoon is a real person? Yeah, exactly. That's impressive. That's why this episode is so um is so poignant. It's about it's about the actual filming of the episode. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Uh at one point the producer says um something uh, he mentions uh, uh freeway chases. Mm-hmm. And I was just reminded about, I, I assume you had this in Canada as well. Mm -hmm. Like th that era where every day your oh. television show would be preempted by some cars driving very far oh, away. Yeah, all the time. But like it was, you know, it was from the States. Like I'd be trying to watch Fox Kids or whatever. Oh, and be like, okay. Here so they, they go. They still made you watch our stupid exactly. car chases. Ugh, that's well, that's terrible. the thing. Most of my TV, like most of my TV at the time was like from Seattle or whatever. Well, sure. But I would think the news would at least be, you know. Oh, you were actually receiving TV Actual from broadcast TV. from Seattle, oh, okay. yeah. All right, I see. Like, and then they tell you me what the weather was like in Seattle, and I'd be like, mm, Yeah, that's but that's pretty close to what it was like in, in Surrey slash Vancouver, mm -hmm. so, you know. I get ads for the Tacoma Dome. Mm. I mean, the Tacoma Dome is fun to say. If it, is, it is fun to say, and also, like, uh, if I was ever going to go watch a monster truck run over some cars and then Truckasaurus shows up, like, that would mm -hmm. be the way to go. Yeah. Uh, what day of the week was that, by the way? Well, Al, uh, I believe it was Sunday, Sunday, Sunday? someday. Mm, okay. But yeah, freeway chases, I never, like, never got the appeal. Like, no, the, flying, the flying toasters on my screensaver were more interesting. Well, and because, like, they never really were going that fast. Yeah. So, like, it was just a car, uh-huh, uh, with some cop cars behind it. Great. But it was always an extreme bird's eye view, so it wasn't, like, you couldn't even tell what model of car it was, like. That white blob is being chased by those black and white blobs. It's like it's literally like, well, maybe this will be in the, the next OJ, you know. Even that, like, putting aside how obviously, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, important is the mm -hmm. right word, but I, certainly how much it dominated the news. Cycle I mean, it here. was a big deal at the time, certainly. Yeah, I'm not commenting on that now because I don't care. Yeah, but the point is, even that actual car chase wasn't exciting to watch. No, that was the inciting incident of all that, mm -hmm. but. It wasn't, like, that part was very boring. Yeah. It's just not, it's not like in movies where they crash through a plate glass that people are carrying across the street and, mm -hmm. and hit a fruit cart. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Now, if any of those uh, cop, or if any of those chases had the, the Blues Brothers theme playing while it was happening, that might be a little better. Yeah. But they didn't. No. No, it was just some guy describing what you're seeing. And you're seeing a car driving uh, very slowly and some cops driving slightly slower to keep pace. Like, if I, at least I could play Grand Theft Auto mm -hmm. and make my own car chase. Yeah. And, like, you know, have some control over it. Yep. That's fun to watch. Mm -hmm. But, <sighs> yeah. Terrible. <laughs> you're listening to us complain about car chases from the 90s. Yep. Look. If you didn't want to hear us bitch about what was on TV 20 years ago, you're listening to the wrong podcast. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's what we've been doing through two entire podcasts mm -hmm. now. Uh, all right. 
Anything else? Um, let's see. I got my quote. Got my bad things. Anything else? That might be it. All right. Well, as I alluded to, mm-hmm. next week, Tilo will be joining us. Yay. For the episodes entitled Consequences mm-hmm. and Romeo in the Mix. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about any of that. There's no way Romeo in the Mix isn't about little Romeo showing up on the show. Mm, I don't think so. Really? Could, All right. Could could be wrong. That, 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 that is my theory. We will see where we are going forward. But uh, My theory is that someone has a love story. Mm, that could That's also all. be it. But I suppose we'll find out. I mean, this show's definitely had the precedence of, uh, like, guest... Uh, yeah, no, yes, no, absolutely, course, uh, it is. You're you're not you're not out of line for just suggesting that. Mm. It's just I don't think that that's the case. It might be, I don't mm. know. but uh, you two will absolutely be fighting it out because you're both very confrontational people, you know. Yeah, no. There's, if there's one thing that me and Tilo are known for, it's our uh, it's our uh, wanting to fight each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I will try to make it happen, and you guys will, you'll say, yeah, I don't really like it, and Tila yeah. will say, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. And then she'll sing a couple bars of it, and then she'll sing too many bars of it, and I'll get annoyed. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen. That yep. is my prediction of what's going to happen. I think I'll cut a wrestling promo for next week. <laughs> See, that would be fun. Tila! Sounds like too much work. Uh, it's so much work. Yep. Also, it would just like I'd just start doing the Randy Savage impression, and no one wants to see that. I I guarantee some of our listeners do, but uh, I, I'm sorry. I love you, but I don't. I, fair. I never watched wrestling. I don't know anything about it. I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, as ever, uh, we mentioned the Patreon, patreon.com slash Algar. We mm-hmm. are reviewing uh, The Brave and the Bold now, and we are having a grand old time doing it. Yes, we are. We're having uh, a new episode old just went up a day or two ago. Yeah. Uh, three, four, something. Day or two ago, I thought I'd take a ride. Yeah, we... Um, Nobody knows how how much time has passed. I am shocked that you're trying to commit to that. Mm-hmm. None of us know how time works anymore. No, you got to be more vague with that shit. Uh, sometime in the distant some past, recently, we recorded, an and there will be another one at some point soon. In a fortnight, we will show you another one. There you go. Uh, the website, as ever, kidslovebatman.com. If you want to write to us, it is kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. Mm-hmm. Be sure to include the word podcast. Someone took. Kids love Batman at Gmail. I don't know who owns that, but it ain't us. Yeah. Please so. please leave them be. Yeah. I mean, I thought about writing to them and saying, hey, are you using this? But I didn't want to get plamberted. Yeah. So. Uh, and we are on Twitter at Algar. At uh, Maggie Robots. And that's all for this time. Mm-hmm. See you, folks. Twala, bang babies. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2022, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.